0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Present Show. Uh, Mindful Pat here with Lele. Hey, Lele. Hey, hey, hey. And we have a very special guest today uh, from Australia. Yes, we're connected to you from Australia, John. Yes. John John is a mindfulness master, a coach, a mentor. He's the the full package when it comes to, to mindfulness, and he has thousands and thousands of hours of experience. He has an amazing story and journey. Very happy to have you on the show. Uh, Thanks for being with us, John.
1: Thank you for asking me. It's always a pleasure to share the mindfulness message because it's really great to see that mindfulness is becoming mainstream now, whereas nine years ago when I started my practice, it was certainly um, alternative. So
0: that's really good to see. And what... uh what got you to start your practice?
1: Well, I've been on quite a journey and I'll start my journey really in 1982 on my father's 65th birthday, actually 9th of June, 1982. And I died in a truck smash and a horrific truck smash. My dog was killed and obviously they revived me, but I had a lot of physical injuries. I needed operations on my back and other things. Mm. And I had a brain injury as well. And, uh, Mm. I woke up some time later in the hospital. I don't even know how, how much later it was. And, but, the, but what was worse than the physical injuries was the 15 years of mental suffering that followed. And later that year, I was diagnosed with mental illness and, and I experienced hypnosis. Uh, not, uh, um, yeah, whatever, I've experienced a lot of things. Anyhow, I had 15 years of ups and downs, of spending time in mental health clinics and, and, you know, I call those years now my 15 dark years Mm. because I was living in the dark. I certainly wasn't awake to what was really going on. Mm. And then what what changed my life really was in 1997 on what was to become World Mental Health Day, 10-10, 10th Mm -hmm. of October, just by coincidence, -hmm. If there is any such thing as coincidences, I got a knock on my door, and it was an old friend who I hadn't seen for twenty years, and he he left town, and he was passing through town, once again, and he had what he called a spiritual prompt to come and knock on my door and share his story, and it was that story that led to my spiritual awakening two days later, and it changed my life because. At that time, I was rock bottom, and mental health professionals told me that what I had was incurable. They told me that I would never work again, and that I would have to be on medication for the rest of my life. And And I believed them. Why wouldn't I believe them? And I was well and truly stuck in that place. Mm. Anyhow, after my awakening, it didn't take too long either, I, I realized that At my core, it's a very simple thing. At my core, I'm a spirit, and and I have a connection with everything. Amazing. And that was enough to end my depression. I haven't been depressed since, 21 years now, and it was enough to get me off medications as well. And, And it's been quite an amazing journey. But I still had unhelpful and negative thoughts, like we all do. I don't think anybody's exempt from that negative and and unhelpful thoughts or it comes from ego it's not a word i use a lot but because it's it's very misunderstood but yeah and it wasn't until 2009 when my wife and i decided to move north in australia to a warmer climate because of her asthma actually mm-hmm. and then i thought well, what was i going to do so i started surfing the internet to find out what the latest things in mental health were what the latest therapies were, what was happening in the mental health world. And what I found was a book called The Happiness Trap. And it's written by an Australian doctor, Dr. Russ Harris. And it's a book about ACT. And ACT stands for Acceptance and Commitment Therapy, which is very much a a very modern and simple therapy. And it's also a mindfulness-based therapy. Mm -hmm. And it was mindfulness that i fell in love with and also i went along and got dr russ harris to train me as an act therapist and he's an amazing doctor he's trained over twenty thousand people in that same therapy now an amazing man and i encourage Mm -hmm. people to look him up you know look up the happiness trap and just by the sound of the name of that book uh, when we pursue happiness it can avoid us you know if we pursue anything, really, it's not the way to go. And uh, when what, what, you develop a mindful practice, yeah, go on, Patrick.
0: Uh, say Yes, uh, for, for ACT, if you could give it's just a short summary of, of what ACT, the, the therapy is.
1: Sure. ACT stands for Acceptance and Commitment Therapy. And how it is, and I'll just simplify it, we accept where we are in the present moment no matter how good or bad that is, and then we make a commitment to act on our values, okay? and It it involves developing a mindful practice. That, of course, is the most important part of it. Mm -hmm. And as we do develop a mindful practice and also because a mindful practice on its own is not quite enough because we still need to retrain our mind. And what ACT does, it teaches you, to go from the negative the negative and unhelpful thoughts and and mindfulness is all about awareness and noticing so when we notice those unhelpful negative thoughts or we notice our mind in the in the past which can make us depressed or in the future which can make us anxious mm-hmm. when we notice that then and the the little thing I've developed I'll share it with you a bit later but we tell ourselves to be mindful it's like our heart giving our mind an instruction to pause and it only takes a few seconds. We pause and we connect. And in ACT, we connect with our values because it's our values that guide, guide our lives. And if you understand what values are, it, it's what we stand for. Mm-hmm. It's what's important to us. It's how we want to be remembered when we're gone. Yeah. So when we notice those unhelpful and negative thoughts come along, for example, then we switch our minds when we notice it. We don't do anything because when you realise, like I did way back 21 years ago, that thoughts are just that. They're just thoughts. There's no real need to dwell on them or act on them or fight with them or try and avoid them with drugs or alcohol or working hard well, a whole lot of different things we can do to, to avoid our own thoughts. But but it happens, and we, we know that. So that's just a little bit about ACT. It's a very simple thing. There's probably a little bit more to it, but that, that gives you a bit of an idea. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But uh, in 2009, I bought the book and got Dr. Russ Harris to train me as an ACT therapist. Then we moved north. And then I, I actually got work with Juvenile Justice and they wanted me full-time mentoring boys. It's Juvenile Jail, Juvenile Justice, mentoring boys in there. And, and I did that until I retired last year. And they wanted me full-time, but I, I'd say no part-time because I wanted to start my, my business as well and that is as mindfulness coach. And because, uh, well, mindfulness became my passionate purpose in life Teaching so, people so after, mindfulness.
0: Sorry. After you, uh, you did the training, then you went to, to, to work with the juveniles, and that's when you really started not only living but also teaching others uh, mindfulness. Yes. yes. And it brought you to Absolutely. your yeah. business where you're now coaching it. And what are you doing currently?
1: Yeah, currently, well, really, because my journey over the nine years, and I've studied all aspects of mindfulness over those nine years. I worked out over nine thousand hours. My wife, my wife thinks I love Google more than her. I've spent so much time <laughs> because I felt driven, because I wanted as much knowledge as possible, so that I was able to make a, a little difference in this crazy world. So I had all those years of experience mentoring boys in juvenile justice, and an interesting thing: nine boys out of fifteen, on average, over those years, I noticed are diagnosed with something and medicated.
2: Uh, mm-hmm. It's a
1: very sad state of affairs, that, and, and I believe that's happening worldwide as well. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's how big that industry, the system, I call it, has become, and, and it's very sad. And they don't need medication. They need a, a good mentor. That's what they need. Uh, but, anyhow, that's a whole nother story. But uh, from 2009 to now, over those nine years, it's been a journey because from the early days I started to connect spiritually and and mindfulness certainly helps you to do that. It's like I started to say about, well, it's how I've simplified 9,000 hours of study and, and research as well. And that is I can simplify it this way and you'll see it all over my Facebook and Instagram and wherever uh, on social media and my website and the organisation I started as well, you'll see be mindful, pause, connect. And that's how I can simplify 9,000 hours of study. That's the Mm -hmm. practice. And that's very simplified. Mm -hmm. Actually, one of my favourite quotes, I think it was Leonardo da Vinci, and he said, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. Mm -hmm. I love that quote. And it's so true. And when we break things down to their simplest form, it works. So like I always say, be mindful. And that's like your heart giving your mind an instruction because honestly the longest journey we'll ever make, and it's certainly true for me, is about 15 inches from our mind to our heart. And as you develop a mindful practice, you, you certainly do start thinking with your heart. So the practice, be mindful. When you notice those unhelpful or negative thoughts, when you notice your mind elsewhere, anywhere except where your body is in the past or the future, come back to the present moment. And with the instruction, be mindful. Tell your brain to pause. You know, that's the trigger. Be mindful. And it triggers a pause, just a few seconds. And we connect. And this is, this is where the power is. We connect with where we are. And it doesn't matter where we are or what's going on, we connect with it through our five senses, our sight and hearing, smell, taste and touch, whatever. We connect with with who we're with, like right now, with Emmanuel and Patrick. We connect with full presence. Mm-hmm. And I love the name of your show, by the way, the present show. That's that's awesome. So when you're fully present with me when I'm talking i probably talk too much then you're you're fully present and i sense that and when you're talking i'll be fully present with you and we have a connection and you know when you're talking with someone and their mind is miles away you know you know it's like the lights are on no one's home Mm. so true they're disconnected they're mindless in actual fact and the other part of the connection and the most important part is connecting with our source energy. And that's what I call the elephant in the room because people who go away to universities for many, many years, seven, eight years, and and become professional whatever, they're not taught about things unseen. And I believe that's the missing link, especially in mental health. It, you know, it's a very old argument because... It can't be scientifically proven, and, and I certainly recognize that. But once you start connecting with your source energy, whatever you believe that to be, and I'm not talking about any religion here because that's one of the beautiful things about mindfulness. It, it's not re, it's not a religion. It's not mm-hmm. religious. And, and when I say that, I really mean it because when you follow a religion, you follow a certain thing that everybody follows certain teaching or a certain whatever but with mindfulness we all practice it in our own unique ways and the very good reason for that is we are all unique it's our greatest gift in fact is our uniqueness so practicing mindfulness we can anything that keeps our mind totally totally in the moment whether it's playing sport or surfing or or music or the arts or a whole thousands of different things we can do and they're all mindful pursuits, really. Yeah, it's, it's such a beautiful thing. So don't worry about me if I get a little bit excited about mindfulness because I always do. You know, it's 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 excellent. Yeah. And I believe, you know, the world really needs a mindful practice and all religions and governments need a mindful practice. And we need to teach our kids as well. And it's very teachable.
2: That's true. Sorry. But there is one uh, one thing that it's um, we I, at least I face personally because the present show started more in a business environment, right? So, uh, and uh, and in a business environment, there are still several people a bit reluctant to do the concept, right? They are not so open, so because it's it's still like nine years ago. It's still considered an esoteric practice. So, uh, how do you convince who is totally? Uh, not willing to listen in this case.
1: Well, if if someone's not willing to listen, there's nothing you can do. That's it. That's the end of the story.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But as far as business goes, uh, business needs mindfulness as well. And I always remember a study that Google did many many years ago, mm-hmm. and they they brought Tichnat Nhat Hanh, who's a 92 year old Vietnam monk. Mm -hmm. probably one of the most famous mindful teachers on the planet. Well, Google brought him out to California, I think, to the headquarters and and got all their staff mindfulness training. Why did they do that? It was the result of a big study they did into business and they looked at all all the, the big businesses in the world and what they were doing and why they would become big business, okay? what was the and two things that stuck in my mind from from that study the top two leadership traits they found and this is leaders the the world leaders if you like top two traits were listening and empathy think about that mm-hmm. listening and empathy powerful traits for for business leaders mm-hmm. and so mindfulness fits into that beautifully because listening of course involves being present and empathy of course is is about you about the other person and when you take interest in the other person and take the focus off yourself it works and when you do that for your staff and your workers show empathy then they will work harder and longer and be more loyal it only stands to reason rather than the, the old model of dictatorship and you, you do what I say, mm.
2: that,
1: that sort of attitude. No, sorry. Yeah. So that's what I would have to say for, for business people, you know, learn mindfulness and start your own practice and, and you'll see results going up, up, up and your bottom line as well. So, thanks for bringing that up.
2: I think there is also uh, a different connection with the concept of time. I think when you start practicing, time flows in a completely different way, right? You could give a different importance, apart because you, you want to be present. Did you also notice something similar? Like, uh,
1: oh, absolutely. Well, time is, is precious, really. Uh, I know for myself, since I, I started a mindful practice, What I do every morning, I walk my little dogs down to the golf course and watch the sunrise. It's a beautiful time of day. I usually leave home in the dark and I get down there and and watch the sunrise. And that's what I worship. You know, if if I want to worship something, I choose the sun. And the sun, I use a word, S-O-L, soul. And And that's an ancient Greek word. the sun soul and when you add you into soul you get soul i love that and if you want something that to be your source energy because at our core we are energy and we are connected with our source just it's just common sense to me so i like to worship soul so i raise my hands to the sunrise each morning and I say, what are we doing today, soul? And then I silence my mind, which is mindfulness, and listen. Not with my ears. My ears are hearing the birds singing and the sounds of nature and nature speaks. But really I'm listening to the silence in between the bird sounds. And then when you silence your mind and you're in in that state, then the universe speaks and I get my instruction for that day and it's all about one day at a time. It's the only way to live and to live with joy. And these days and for many years now, I live with peace of mind and clarity of mind, something, especially through my dark years, I never had. I had such a busy mind, which was all over the place busy, 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 and our minds are designed to produce thoughts. That's what mm. they do. So the more we practice mindfulness, and I often say these days, the power of mindfulness is in the silence between our thoughts. So the more silence we create throughout our day, the more power to us because we start receiving that divine wisdom, intelligence, uh, and creativity out of that silence. All these things come and also the silence turns on our intuition as well. And we start to develop quite a powerful intuitive type thing. So mindfulness, a mindful practice, can lead into all sorts of different modalities, you know, in, in different holistic approaches. So I would encourage everybody to develop a mindful practice. Get started today.
2: Get started today.
0: Yes. Yeah. And, and speaking of uh, the mindful practice, I mean, it, it's great uh, listening to you speak and your presence is powerful. Can you lead us to, to end the show with uh, mindful practice?
1: Well, I would always repeat what I said before, and th- that is the simple practice of be mindful. Write it down, put it on a sticky note, put it on your mirror, anywhere you like. Be mindful, pause, connect. That's it. Be mindful, pause, connect. And keep doing it until it becomes an embedded way of being because after you practice for a time, you will start to see the benefits because your awareness goes up and you start to notice, especially little things, which can lead to big things. And when we set an, an, an intention for our life, which my intention, I set many years ago, and my intention was to, to help the world wake up with mindfulness. So when you set an intention which is about others and helping others, not about yourself, because setting an intention of making a million dollars, okay, well, no, nah, sorry, you know, that's just not going to work. But if you set an intention to make a million dollars to help others or make a difference in the world, well, well, then the universe starts conspiring to make it happen. It's called synchronicity. And when you practice mindfulness for a while, you start to notice your life synchronizing itself. things It's like the universe starts moving the furniture. It could be a simple thing like over-listening to someone. Oh, what was that you said? Or someone's suggesting you go and talk to someone. Well, go and talk to them because there there could very well be a reason for that and you start to notice all these little things and then before you know it with a mindful practice, you, you start living a life of awareness and then life doesn't pass you by because honestly the opposite of mindfulness is mindlessness and you see it everywhere, especially young people. I believe they're getting RSI, which stands for residual something repetitive strain injury of of thumbs and necks, and you see them with their their heads down and their thumbs going for it, walking along the streets. You see it everywhere, Mm. you know. They're distracted. They're mindless. But, of course, at the same time, the internet is a very wonderful thing, and it is helping the world wake up. So that's the practice. just one more time, be mindful, pause, connect, and
0: keep doing it. Perfect. Thank you so much.
2: Cool. And if you're watching a present show, don't do it while you're walking, but sit (laughs) and watch it with your mind there, right? Beautiful. That's actually a, a... I think you 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 said something that uh, is also connected with uh, starting a practice to me. So when you when you start to practice, uh, you or you start smiling, right? You start being happier. You somehow suddenly feel that more people around you are happier. If you smile in front of someone, this someone is actually get uh, infected by your your smile, right? That's actually what starts a different kind of connection uh it looks like everyone that is practicing mindfulness is happy but actually this is the reason why because you um it, it, it comes from you that you are different from from that particular moment
0: just like a smile the the presence is also contagious yeah so the more present you are around others then they will too sort of catch on to the presence
1: absolutely matter of fact Kindfulness and heartfulness and mindfulness—they they they all go hand in hand. Mm. Once you start developing mindful practice, you start to see the beauty in the world. You see, you start to see the light in everybody, no matter how dark they actually are. You don't see that; you see the light in them. And of course, when you do that, they see the light in you. That's why we say Namaste, or Mm. Yeah, uh, and it's so true. And you could also say the same for the dark as well. When you see dark in people, then it might be time to have a little look at yourself because th- there could also be that same dark in yourself. Mm-hmm. So it works both ways. Yeah. And And certainly it's infectious. You, you're quite right. It's very infectious. And when you do start smiling and you're happy, uh, yeah, you get the same back. It's like I used to always give the same message to all the boys who come into juvenile justice and I would say to them and I would make a point of having a little one-on-one talk about respect and I would say, always nearly the same thing anyhow, everything starts with giving. When you give respect, you get respect. When you give love, you get love. It all starts with giving because it's when you give, So what you give is is what you get. And it's so true. You know, some people call that karma. Okay. Call it what you like, but it works. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Excellent. Lele, any, any last things you want Uh, to to say? I
2: think John indirectly also suggested us an interesting practice that everybody can start doing is uh, at least once is go and look for the sunrise. That's actually a very nice thing that uh, we don't do often because we are in the, you know, in the bed and it's hard to wake <laughs> up and so on. Right? But that's actually a, a day-changing activity, I would
0: say. Do, do you have yeah. a, a, a night ritual that you do also before you go to bed, John?
1: Well, usually if I do, and I don't always, but it's gratitude. I think gratitude is a great way to, to, to uh, end the day. You know, just recap the day if you like and name a couple of things that you're grateful for this day. And as you as you build a gratitude practice as well as a mindful practice, that's very powerful on its own. Mm -hmm. You know, because when when we start being grateful for what we have, doors start opening to to have more. You know, we don't have to really pursue it. Matter of fact, I've realized for, for years now I haven't had a plan. Because uh, there's no point. There is a plan for me. I really believe that. And and I've proven it as well. But by doing that each day and just taking one day at a time and going to the universe in silence and and getting your instructions for the day, what happens is the next step presents itself. No matter how small, if you take that little step each day towards your dream, your, your goal, if you like, Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever you know, it will come together. It will.
2: Yeah. Perfect. I mean, indirectly from from my side, right? I, I I I totally I believe there is no plan, absolutely, for me in general. So that I'm in the right. more empty side. But still, this doesn't bring away the happiness of the present moment and the happiness of living and going forward, right? So uh, it's probably a different point of view. But mindfulness in this joins with you know enjoying the journey, enjoying the moment, enjoying your, your life, and that's 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 what's worth, right? That's it. Excellent. Thank you, John, for sharing.
1: I would, I would encourage your listeners to maybe check out my Facebook page.
2: I started we'll put all page. the links in the... In the oh, you put
1: the links? Great. I started yes. that page on 11, 11, 11. There's a date for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. seven years ago now. And it's got 672,000 likers. So, and that's only because I started putting up a mindfulness or mental health tip every morning. That's all. Very simple thing. And... Uh, just been amazing
0: thank you thank you john Thank thank you everyone for watching thank you everyone